Welcome to the Harmonia Early Music Podcast. I'm Janelle Davis. Two great recordings are on the docket today. Christophe Rousset plays Bach's second book of The Well-Tempered Clavier on a 2013 Aparte label release, and the Academy for Altmusik Berlin plays many of these same Bach works, some of them arranged by Mozart, on a 2014 Harmonia Mundi release. Bach's Well-Tempered Clavier, fondly known as The Great 48, comprises two sets of preludes and fugues composed in every major or minor key of the chromatic scale. These are some of Bach's most enduring works. The first volume dates from 1722, the second book completed much later in 1744. In that age of ubiquitous, unequal temperaments, or tuning systems, that favored sweet and pure intervals in some keys, but rendered those with too many sharps or flats unusable, or at least a little bit wonky, a well-tempered tuning system that these pieces reference in their title is thought to have been Bach's solution to composing even in the most remote keys. But besides all this, the well-tempered clavier is a smorgasbord of both old and progressive styles, alongside nationalistic influences and various compositional techniques, all that display the wealth of Bach's genius and imagination. They've been an ongoing source of inspiration, too. There are so many, many recordings of Box 48 on both piano and harpsichord, and this certainly with good reason. It's not as if these are pieces that were written, then forgotten, then revived only in the 20th century early music movement. No, Box 48 have been admired almost consistently in the intervening years between when he wrote them and when you hear them on this podcast today. Truly a monument of Western music history. Let's hear Christophe Rousset play some of Bach's prelude in the very unusual key of B-flat minor. Looking back from Musset and recent generations of keyboard players, Schumann is known to have revered Bach's well-tempered clavier. And even before the first edition was finally printed, these pieces seem to have circulated pretty widely. In 1783, an article appeared in Kramer's Magazine der Musik that mentioned how well the young Beethoven could play Bach's well-tempered clavier. And then there was Mozart, too, who, like many others of his time, studied and made his own arrangements of box music. Here's Rousset again playing some of the fugue number eight in D sharp minor. Thank you. 
And now let's hear Academy for Alta Musique performing that same fugue, but in a version that Mozart made for string quartet. And just so you know, we're joining this track at the point of an introductory prelude section before the actual fugue starts. I'll try to explain that in a second, but let's listen first. There are quite a few things to unpack from this excerpt we're hearing. Once the fugue subject finally came in, it probably started sounding familiar as the same Bach fugue number eight we heard Rousset play on harpsichord. But that part before, the prelude, that didn't sound like Bach at all. And we're not even sure that it was composed by Mozart either. It could be Mozart, but most of the preludes, the Academy for Altmusik, pair with the Bach fugues on this and several other tracks on their CD, are taken from a late 18th century Viennese manuscript by a composer who didn't sign his name. And one other thing to point out about what we just heard, Mozart actually transcribed Bach's fugue for string quartet, but Academy for Altmusik beefed it up and performed it here on their recording as a chamber orchestra piece. And just FYI, other tracks on the disc actually are presented in the string quartet configuration. So to summarize, We've just heard some of an anonymous 18th century prelude, paired with a Mozart arrangement of a fugue written by Bach, performed and reorchestrated by Academy for Altmusik. Here's another of the ensemble's rearrangement of an arrangement of a Bach keyboard fugue with an added prelude from an anonymous Viennese manuscript. On this track, the stellar wind section of Academy for Altmusik performs. like what the group has done with the arrangements on this recording. You don't get the sense of it hearing only excerpts on this podcast, but the way the program unfolds with various instrumentations through the course of the entire CD makes for really nice listening. 
the variety keeps the interest and the playing is top-notch. And by making their own orchestrations of these pieces, I don't think that the Academy for Alt Music has overstepped any early music purist bounds. After all, as we've seen, Mozart was all about arranging, and so was Bach for that matter, with his arrangements of Vivaldi's string concertos, for example. That being said, it takes a lot of effort and a very close reading of the liner note to figure out what you are actually hearing on the Academy's CD. It's tricky to figure out if the track you're hearing is spurious, or by a fellow named Anonymous, or something newly composed by Mozart, or Mozart a la Bach, and so on. A few more upfront clues in the track listings would have made all the difference in fully enjoying this release as a whole package. But I want to draw your attention to something on the disc that we're sure is purely Mozart, in keeping with the theme of the CD, not without Bach's influence, of course. A story of how Mozart came to know Bach's music tells us a lot. In 1782, Mozart wrote a letter to his dad telling him, Every Sunday I go to Baron von Swieten, and nothing is played there except Handel and Bach. Who was this Baron von Swieten? Well, he was a music lover who hosted chamber music parties and concerts in his home. He also had a large collection of manuscripts by Bach and Handel in his library, which Mozart copied and later imitated in some of his own pieces. One composition by Mozart, where Bach's influence is evident, is in his Fuga a Due Cembale. Though not directly related, Mozart's fugue shares some similarities with Bach's famous musical offering, not only in key, but also in the outline of the theme. Here's some of Bach's musical offering. You can hear the theme clearly at the beginning. And here's Mozart's fugue. Mozart's Fuga a Due Cembale, 
This piece was published in Vienna in 1788. It was performed here by forte pianist Raphael Alpermann and Jörg Andreas Butke. Oh, there is so much more to hear and enjoy. I love the premise of this program and the sound of the ensemble. But here at the end of the podcast, I want to get back to Bach and to the harpsichord and to Rousset and to his attractive recording of the well-tempered clavier we heard earlier. Here's a track that I really enjoyed. Christophe Rousset and Bach's G Major Fugue No. 15. Rousset made this recording on a 1628 Rucker's double manual harpsichord housed at the Palace of Versailles. From looking at the pictures included in the CD booklet, it seems like a gorgeous instrument, and you can judge for yourself its equally magnificent sound. That's it for this time. If you'd like to know more about the recordings featured on today's podcast, you'll find links to them on our website. Just visit harmoniaearlymusic.org. While you're there, have a look at our archive of blogs, podcasts, and shows, and visit our online shop, where a portion of your purchase will benefit Harmonia. This has been the Harmonia Early Music Podcast. I'm Janelle Davis. Thanks for listening. <laughs>